History is Alive, Chapter 4, Part 2, Bob. Oh, it's not that time again, is it? Asked Chief Superintendent Church. Hell and damnation! Bob shuffled into our office and took an apologetic seat. Ah, yes, it is me, I'm afraid so. Ha <laughs> bad penny, I suppose. Chief Superintendent Church, Willie to her friend, leaned back in her chair and sucked on the great big cigar that never left her mouth despite it being against the law to smoke in the workplace. And who's going to arrest me? She said, when challenged about her brazen illegality. Or would have said, if anyone ever actually had the guts to challenge her. You did not mess with a woman who could scowl like that. Get on with it then. I've got actual police work to do. Ah, okay, said Bob, as his skin started to flush, as it did on any occasion when he was nervous or excited or flustered or calm or asleep, and particularly so when he was in the presence of his chief, as she didn't much like him. She didn't seem to like anyone, but she liked Bob less than most and made it abundantly clear. Bob pulled out his notebook and flicked to his latest page of notes. I differ a story. Small boy, possibly a young Mr. Hemmings, who is very poor, gains a mysterious and wealthy benefactor moves to London and tries to become posh. Bob, being highly trained in the subtle art of detection, knew almost immediately that this was not his notebook. The different coloured ink, the strange handwriting and the content were evidential. But he flicked to another page, just to be sure. Idea for a story, a tale of two towns, possibly Ipswich and Norwich, and a man, possibly Mr Hennings, who looks like another man and eventually volunteers to die in his place. Not sure why. Needs more thought. Bob started to go redder than ever as he tried to quietly put the notebook back in his pocket. The chief didn't notice. She was already thinking about something else, as she did every time Detective Constable Alan Capon, codenamed Bob, came to give his weekly reports. She really couldn't abide the fellow hence the codename of Bob, when all her other undercover officers had cool-sounding names like Menace and Deadlight. She only gave the good codenames to her proper officers, those actually doing important police work. She refused to use up one of her better codenames on a man who had been placed undercover purely as a decoy. Not that he realised, of course. The chief had reliable information suggesting that the Ripper worked in an office block somewhere on Commercial Street. But not the one she had placed Bob into, of course. That was purely to lull the real Ripper into a false sense of security. The strategy was that the Ripper would be so emboldened by the police's ineptitude that he would somehow reveal himself. Bob hadn't once questioned why he, after many years of enthusiastic incompetence as a traffic supervision officer, should be plucked from obscurity into a vital role in the investigation of the country's most notorious case. He really was that thick. Bob. That summed him up. Bob. He looked like a Bob, and he certainly worked like a Bob. Slow and ponderous, without even a shred of charisma. And to think that this useless blob of ineptitude should come from one of the East of England's premier criminal dynasties. The Capon family 
usually took up most of the chief's time and attention until the ripper came along. Come on then, barked the chief. Bob was perspiring heavily. Ah, yes, um, well, uh, nothing to report, really. Bloody imbecile, thought the chief, and she took a long, angry pull of a cigar. Why was it so damnably hard to sack someone from the police force? I mean, surely his despotic family could find him something to do. I mean, they wouldn't trust him with any of the racketeering or the smuggling, but he could hold doors open or something. Or surely they needed cannon fodder from time to time, or a decoy or a patsy. But no, she was stuck with him, for now at least. She couldn't even be bothered to berate him for wasting her time. The chief stared at Bob until he took the hint and left.